Worship him together, everybody lifting your hearts with your hands. Mm, I give you praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, dear God. And everybody said, Praise the Lord. If you have a Bible, I'm turning to Proverbs tonight. presence of the Lord that's here. We are in Proverbs 22. We are, I'm not, but we are. <laughs> Proverbs 22 and verse 28. reads, Remove not the ancient landmark which thy fathers have set. Once again, Proverbs 22 and 28. Remove not the ancient landmark which thy fathers have set. Everybody said praise the Lord. I want to try to minister a little bit tonight to look unto the ancient one. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. We live in a, <clears throat> a time when people want to redefine. The motivation for redefining is that they want to move things, change things. They're not going to submit themselves voice of authority. They refuse to go in the way and within the boundaries or the landmark of what the ancient of days has required, what he has set up, what he has delivered to us through men and women down through the ages. There is always going to be that spirit in this earth that is going to make every attempt to get around God, what we call circumvent God, get around God. No wonder Jesus said in the days of his earthly ministry that I am the door. He made it cl crystal clear that you had to come through the door, that he being that door, you must come through him to get to this great salvation. It's also written that Mankind is going to make every attempt to go another route, teaches us within the words of God. Make every attempt to go a different way, to move things out of their place, 
and to employ all kinds of trickery and wiles, sneakiness and cunningness in an attempt to get your mind to be confused, to get you to change, to get you to uh, join that spirit that was basically, bottom line, is saying no to God and that I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to do it a different way. Today, in our day and age, in this year 2008, the word redefine pops up from time to time. They want to put a different definition to things. They want to put a different slant on things. And it, but it all boils down to the same thing, and that is we're not going to go through the door. We're not going to live within the boundaries. We're not going to pay respect to the ancient landmark. We will remove them. We will change them. But we will do it in a manner that is slick. We will just call it redefine. We'll put a different definition to it. Or we'll change the, def the present definition. And we want to remember, first and foremost, God has said, look unto me. We want to look unto him. He is the ancient of days, Daniel's writings declare, chapter 7. He is the ancient of days. He is the one that authored all of those ancient landmarks. He placed them where they are to be, and they are not to be moved. They are to be revered. They are to be respected. And most especially, in all of these landmarks, they are much like an instrument lighting system on a runway. They are designed to show you the boundaries. They are designed to keep us from going to the right or going to the left or, God forbid, retreating. They are to help us to know where the safety and the security lies, where the sure-footedness would be, where we could, as the writer said, God could make our feet like the Rocky Mountain goat's feet, that he would give us that sureness, that he would give us that sure-footedness, that he would give us that exquisite balance, that we would not lose our way and that we would not fall from our own God-given steadfastness and that we would not be led away with the error of the wicked, but that we would have a faithfulness of old, that we would have a strength of old, that we would have that which God has declared. It is written in Isaiah chapter 45 in verse 21. Listen to what it says here. And of course, verse 20 begins by saying, Assemble yourselves and come. Now that's important to remember because in the New Testament, the book of Hebrews told us that we were to continue to assemble ourselves together, that we were not to develop bad manners, bad attitude, bad spirit, that we were not to diminish our times to come together and to worship Him, knowing that He said, where two or three of you gather together in my name. A strong hint here, a strong suggestion here, a really strong commandment, if you please, to gather together. I'm going to be right in the midst of you. You want me in your midst, right? So He's saying, come together. Assemble yourselves. Don't forsake that as some people's bad manners are that they have stopped 
assembling themselves. They have found other things to do. What do people do, I wonder, with the time that they used to give to God in assemblage now that they don't? We don't want to remove these ancient landmarks here. We want to gather together in the name of the Lord. We want to assemble ourselves together. And this is the epicenter or the focal point of our existence that we have him in our midst and we need him in our midst. And he sets some boundaries for us here. told an individual one time, I said, you're, the person that you're involved with has arranged it from an early age to where they have no pastor. There is no pastor they, in their life. They've moved that ancient landmark out of their lives by trickery and cunning and all kinds of fancy footwork and um, um, uh, enabled themselves to get out from under authority. But let me tell you, that devil that wants you to get that way, he doesn't tell you how lost you're going to be. He doesn't tell you how out of bounds he's going to lead you. He doesn't tell you about the wolves, the ravening wolves that are out there. They're going to tear and to rend and to destroy your life by any way, shape, or means. Hear me when I tell you, you want to desire the ancient landmark. You want to desire, as Jeremiah I said, ask for the old path. Ask for the ancient path. Wherein is the good way? And he said, walk therein. Walk in that path. Walk between those boundary lines. Stay with that place where he said, I'll put everlasting song and joy upon your head. Stay with that holiness and that holy road. Stay with the things that are defined by God. Don't try to redefine them. Don't try to outthink the holy one. Look unto him. Look unto him. Isaiah records it this way. Assemble yourselves, come, draw near. And he said, ye that are escaped, God has allowed you to escape. And how many things, what did one writer say, clean escaped, that you came out of this thing. And what did it say about the Hebrew children? Their clothes didn't even smell like smoke or fire. You know, clean escape. God has done such a great thing in your life that there's, there's nothing, practically nothing left that even reminds you of what you used to be, how lost you used to be. Sometimes God will leave just a smidgen to help you to remember where you came from to help you to remember. But you know, the more you move into the light, the more that those things fade into the past and you're moving more into the center of God's will and God's glory and you're finding those ancient landmarks as you go along. They give to you a security. They give to you a great hope that you see something that is there as a boundary line. Children will tell you and have been interviewed, they want boundary lines. They don't want to live out there with, uh, with nothing to hold them in place and no kind of direction, no kind of encouragement. Let me tell you, God's word is what you want to look to. He is the ancient of days. His word is right. His word is corrective. You do not want to despise the chastening of the Lord. You don't want to arrange it to where your life is without the ancient landmark. You want those ancient landmarks. You want to bring that flesh into subjection to where you're keeping yourself and allowing the Holy Ghost to keep you within the boundaries of the ancient landmarks, where the ancient of days, as you look unto him, 
and you trust in Him and you believe in Him and you know that He is going to guide and take care of everything that needs to be taken care of. He said here that there will be people that they have no knowledge. They set up the wood of their graven image and they pray unto a God, small g, that cannot save. How many people trust in things that can do absolutely nothing for them? And how disappointed they become. And they call and they call and they call and they call. But you know, there's a whole lot of unbelief. They're way out in left field or over the left field fence and even further out somewhere. And that they found themselves in a place to where God is not there and He's not hearing anything. They have, they have allowed things to uh, be themselves to be moved outside of those ancient landmarks. They didn't pay respect to those things. And now when they call, God said, I'm not hearing you because you've got some kind of other God in there. You've got something else that you pay respect to. You've got something else that you're listening to. Even it's your own human spirit that's driven by the God of this world. Hear me when I tell you, you don't want to remove the ancient landmark. You don't want to find yourself without your living God. He's not a God of the dead. He's a God of the living. You want the living God. You want the active God. You want the God that can save. And his arm is not short. He said, uh, tell ye and bring them near. Yea, let them take counsel together. Who hath declared this from ancient time? Who hath told it from that time? Have not I the Lord? And there is no God else beside me. Let me read that again. And there is no God else beside me. A just God and a Savior. There is none beside me. It's an ancient landmark. You don't move that. The ancient of days said that. And he put that landmark and he put that boundary. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. For I alone am God. Hear me. I am the Lord thy God and there is no other. No other. Verse 22. He said, look unto me. I want you to look unto the ancient one. I want you to look to the tried and the proven path. I want you to quit looking in every other direction for direction because it's not there. What you're going to find there is confusion, falsehood, and deception. What you're going to find there is something that will tickle your ears. You're going to find something that's going to give you a little false hope and a little false short-term pleasure. But you're not going to find what your soul desires and has great need for. You're only going to find that from the ancient of days. It's not going to be a quick fix here. This is a long-term, long haul. you got to reach back into the Scriptures. you got to reach into the vault, and you've got to pull out those ancient things. You've got to get a hold of what God said. You've got to get a hold of the way God said it and did it and set it up and say, I'm going to run within those boundaries. I'm not going to run with uncertainty. And the way we're going to do that is to keep ourselves under subjection to the ancient of days and to the landmark. And we will not remove it. He said, look unto me. 
You know, people sit right in a service and daydream. People get right in a service and let their mind get tied up about some problem somewhere. And God's saying, look unto me. That's the same as saying, listen to me. One time I preached at my home church for my pastor. I didn't know anything. I just walked in. He said, I want you to preach. Okay. And he'd do that to me all the time, just off the cuff. And when he wasn't doing that, he'd say, if you had to preach right now, what would you preach? And I'd tell him. He'd say, yeah, well, you got to preach another sermon. What would you preach? And he'd do that to me until I was, you know, it just emptied me out. I had nothing left. <laughs> have to go hunt again and find some more, you know. But I was preaching one night, and there was a woman in the second row sitting there, and she was doing everything, clipping her fingernails, balancing her checkbook, picking her nose, chasing wax down her ear, doing everything except what she should have been doing. And the minute that service was over, made a beeline for the pastor's office, wanted to pour out all her problems. And he said, everything that you're talking to me about right now, Brother Fell just preached on it. But you didn't pay attention. You were bouncing your checkbook. You were clipping your nails. You were chasing boogers up your Holland Tunnel. You know? Come on here. You've got to look unto me, the Lord said. You've got to trust in God's word. You, he said right here, he said, look unto me and be ye saved. Where else you going to go? Where else you going to find salvation? You get yourself outside of these landmarks. I don't care how much you show, how much you pretend, how much you can, can do the mechanics. It's not going to be a size wood. It's brass. It's hay. It's stubble. It will not stand and it will not work. I'm telling you, there will be no excuse. There will be no justification. God's going to point you right at the landmark. The word is going to judge. In that day, I want to look unto him and be saved. I don't want to just be saved, but I want to stay saved. I want to be acknowledge the weakness of the flesh. I want to acknowledge that there that I have enemies, evil spirits. Somebody said to me about uh, riding in the car, preacher said to me something about uh, uh, seven devils coming back. And I said, yeah, that's if you had one devil cast it out. I said, but Mary Magdalene had seven devils cast it out. And I said, so each one of them dudes is bringing back seven more. So there's your geometric progression. Oh, it explodes and it grows, my friend. And that, that evil force comes back in force to get it back into what had been empty, swept, cleaned, and garnished. And, and being thoroughly provided with everything it needed. That enemy's coming back and he wants to get in there and destroy. He wants to house wreck. He wants to just tear everything down and tear everything up. And the way he's going to do that is to get you to ignore the ancient landmark. Get you to remove that. He wants that out of your life. He doesn't want you to refer to chapter and verse. He doesn't want you to submit to the word of God. He doesn't want you to look to the ancient of days he wants to discourage that he wants you to get and trust in something else he got them to trust in wood graven images forsake him who is the fountain of living waters hew them out cisterns that could hold no water catch basins that were cracked and wouldn't hold any water that's what the enemy wants but he said look unto me and be saved all the ends of the earth not just a few people, but all the ends of the earth. He said, for I am God, and there is none else. Where are you going to go? You know, they got that little phrase you hear on the radio all the time. Who are you going to call? Oh, I love to tell them, I know who I'm going to call. You can call old Dan if you want with his washed-up arm, but I'm going to call Jesus whose arm is never going to be too short. 
and the muscles are never going to wear out. I'm not knocking any personality. I'm just telling you, I know who I'm going to call. I know who I'm going to look to. I know that it's not going to be in anything else. Economies are going to fall. Kingdoms are going to fall. Things are going to fall apart and break apart. And when the enemy puts it together like a little house of cards to make it look like peace and safety, and the Bible said there's going to come a shaking, and everything that can be shaken is going to be shook, and everything that can be moved is going to be moving. Ancient landmark is not going anywhere going to be right where it's always been. He said, I have sworn by myself. That don't sound like three persons. I have sworn by myself. The word has gone out of my mouth in righteousness and shall not return that unto me every knee shall bow every tongue shall swear or confess as the New Testament says everybody said praise the Lord surely shall one say in the Lord have I righteousness and strength hear that now even to him shall men come and all that are incensed against him shall be ashamed oh everybody that's going to rail against going to church and live in a certain way and a Bible way observing the ancient landmarks and not letting down and not redefining. There are people that want to redefine modesty. You know, There are people that want to redefine holiness. There are people that want to redefine salvation. The world is always changing, but we're not going to be given to, the, uh, to intermeddling with them that are given to change. We're not going to do that. We're going to stay with him who said, I'm the Lord thy God, and I change not. We're going to stay with that ancient landmark and that ancient of days. We're going to look unto him. We're not in the business here of changing God. We're in the business of being changed to be like God. We want to become more like him. We want to be transformed. We want to be translated out of a kingdom of darkness into a kingdom of light. We want to be like him. We want to strive to be like him. We're trying to obtain a balance here in the Holy Ghost. We don't want to go with the devil who's an extremist whether right or left for him makes no difference just as long as he can knock you off your balance just as long as he can get you off of the rock. That's all he wants. But we're going to by the grace of God we're going to keep looking unto him. He said look unto me and be saved. Be saved. Be delivered out of every situation. That's why in Luke's account he talked about the things that were going to come upon this world, this earth, particularly drawing close to the time that we're drawing close to. And he said there was going to be distress upon the nations. and Men's hearts were going to fail them and for the fear. Now, if this fails, then that's going to cause this to fail, okay? And, and he said that their hearts are going to fail them for fear. The fear that's going to come upon them is going to just ratchet up their nerves and their system to where they're going to have heart attacks. And that is about the number one killer in America is heart disease. Uh, how hard to believe it outstrips some other things, but it, evidently it does. But let me tell you again that this distress that will come upon the nations and the powers of the heavens that shall be shaken and the earthquake that shall be in diverse places throughout the earth and all of the other pestilences and famines that will come upon the face of the earth. In the midst of all that, he named an excessiveness. He called it surfeiting, an excessiveness of people being gluttonous and in 
indulging themselves more and more in carnal excess. He said, you better pray that you be delivered out of those things, that you be saved from those things, that God would deliver you and keep you. Well, the way that's going to happen is you keep looking unto the ancient. You look to the ancient of days. You look to the ancient landmarks. You hold on to that and cling to that. And you don't let, you cleave unto the Lord. And you don't let go of the things that are right. Let me tell you, you don't wake up and bounce out of the bed one morning and tell yourself, oh, everything I've been doing is wrong. I'm going to do it a different way. Because your flesh is rising up and an enemy is taking advantage of that. You don't have to go through a midlife crisis. If you'll stay with Jesus Christ and the ancient landmark, you can sail smoothly through every seven-year phase that you find yourself going through. Everybody said, praise the Lord. Isaiah 46. He said, remember the former things of old. Remember the ancient things. He said, for I am God, and there is none else. I am God, and there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning, and from ancient times, the things that are not yet done. Same. My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. You know, God, people, people want to use the term, somebody told me that I was described as a hardliner, a hardliner. Well, you know, a hardline means that you're, you're firm, you're fixed, you're uncompromising. How can I be anything less when it comes to the Word of God? How can we be anything less? How we are not going to back up from the ancient landmarks. So you can try to paint us with some slanderous word. You can try to put some kind of adjective that brings a negative in some people's mind about us. But let me tell you, I'm going to stay with the ancient landmark, no matter what they call me. No wonder it said you'll be hated of all nations and all men for his name's sake, because you stay hard. One place said a man joined hard to the church. You want to join hard to this. You don't want to be in this in some slipshod way. Up one day, down the in one day, out the next. I believe it one day and I don't believe it the next. When it's convenient, like a king said, there'll never be a convenient season. You've got to push and press your way into the kingdom of God. You've got to believe it. You've got to cling to it. You've got to love it. You've got to ensure it. You've got to ensue it. You've got to stay with it. Amen. Amen. Everybody said praise the Lord. I am turning also in Isaiah. He said, I have declared, 48 and 3, I have declared the former things from the beginning, and they went forth out of my mouth, and I showed them. I did them suddenly, and they came to pass. You don't have to worry about God doing his part, because in his mind, it all happened a long time ago. He knows the timing of everything, but he knows the beginning and the end and all in between. His foreknowledge is unsurpassed. You know, we operate a whole lot on hindsight. You know, if, I, if I'd have known, I'd have never done that. But you see, God knows it before, and that's what you want to work with. See, because those ancient landmarks are there to guide you and to tell you. 
They're there to say this is the way it's to be done. Follow these things. Follow these footsteps. Follow these ancient landmarks. Don't remove them. Don't allow, you know, you can ride over to the airport. And I'm telling you, if you're not careful, you can look up and say, where am I? Because the landmarks have been moved. Buildings that were there, I'm not saying they shouldn't have been. That's not God's stuff. That's man's stuff. And I'm just saying, though, you, you change the landscape, and all of a sudden you can be adrift, and you can be wondering, man, am I at jog, or am I at military, or, or am I back over by state? Where am I? You know? Sure enough, you're flying over all right. <laughs> and you can get a little bit because things don't look the same. But I want to tell you, the things of God, they look the same. And the devil wants to tell people, oh, that's old-fashioned. No, that's ancient landmark. That's not old-fashioned. That's ancient landmark. You go to moving that, you might as well move some constellations. Start moving the North Star and the Big Dipper, and you're going to mess everything up, aren't you? You don't want that moon to be moved. You don't want that sun to be moved. You don't want those things to be moved out of their place where God put them. And I'm trying to tell you, you want to be with him, and I want to be with him because there's a day that's going to come when the moon's going to turn to blood and the sun's going to be darkened and every star's going to be moved out of its place. But I'm going to be with the angels of days and his people are going to be with him he's going to gather us unto himself before that happens amen and everybody said praise the Lord well you can remain standing thank you Jesus so let's not remove the ancient landmarks not in your heart not in your mind okay let's not remove I don't know why everybody thinks when I slow down that it's time to go out. It's not really true. Hang in here with me. <laughs> everybody said hallelujah. I want to believe in God's word. And I want to, Jacob, he worshiped leaning upon his staff. That's a good type of the word of God in its correction, in its teaching, in its guidance, in its bound. When he was a dying, he worshiped leaning upon staff. I want to go out leaning upon God. I want to go out believing, just like I did believing when I came in. When, the, when God took me out of this world, ignorant and lost, rebellious and undone, and brought me out of all that confusion and that mess and going in circles and getting nowhere, fighting against the air, beating uncertainly, you know, against the air, flailing against everything, not knowing what was going on, but thinking you know what's going on, being deceived and fooled and tricked on every hand, and heading down a path that leads to the wrong place. And I want to remember that God brought me in, brought me out of that great darkness into that marvelous light, and changed everything and showed me this is where you go. And here you learn this, and it's a landmark to you. And you learn and so that when that situation arises or somebody says something, you remember that ancient landmark. Oh, no, we don't go past that. Oh, no, we don't go in that direction. Oh, no, we're not going to entertain that. Oh, no, 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 no. It doesn't matter what new invention they come up with. You're going to tell yourself, I'm going to stay with the ancient teaching with the ancient landmark with the things that are right that are to not only be unmovable but they help me to be unmovable they help me they don't shake and I don't shake they don't quake and I don't quake that I've got a solidness about me I've got a certainty about me of the things which are most surely believed among us he gave me a sure foundation he gave me the more sure word of prophecy all of these things make for the ancient 
landmark for the tried, the tested, and the proven things in my life. This works, and we're not going to cast it away. We're not going to throw it overboard. Let me tell you, when they were on that ship and they had nothing to reckon their, their goings by, Paul said, I've got a landmark here. It's called prayer. Let me go shut myself in that closet, and I'm going to talk to God about this. And when he came bursting out of that prayer room, friend, they were throwing everything overboard they could think to throw overboard. And he said, well, I got something that don't go overboard. He said, I've heard from God, and I believe him. And he said, you stay with this. You stay with this. You look unto this. And he said, we're all going to make it. And they did. And everybody said amen. Everybody said praise the Lord. Everybody said hallelujah. Our God is a great God. I love him, and I appreciate him, and I want to believe him. The portion of Jacob, you can think of the church in, in that, is not like them. We're not like them. Our lives have changed for the good. We've been pulled out. That's what the church is. People who have come out of darkness in the marvelous light. People have been pulled out of that horrible pit. For he is the former of all things. And Israel, the church, is the rod of his inheritance. The Lord of hosts is his name. And everybody said praise the Lord. Everybody said hallelujah. The former of all things, the ancient. The ancient. That which was before it all. My God is before it all. Amen. Before anything, he was. And he is. And he shall ever be. And everybody said, Hallelujah. I want you to let your heart be open. I want you to look unto Him in your confusion, in your difficulty, in your, in your moment of fear and doubt, in when people are pulling every direction and saying all kinds of things. You got to go right back. You know, I used to fly. I went to college for some flying. I actually went for business and wound up in aerospace. And uh, they always taught us, no matter how many acrobatic things you did, barrels, split S's, pylons, whatever, inverted flight, whatever you might do. They said you always start with straight and level, and you always end with straight and level. And so it is. No matter how much we grow in God, no matter how long we've been attached to this and involved with this, you never forsake the straight and the narrow, the straight and the level. You never get outside of those boundaries and those teachings of how to do things. Those, the, those basic mechanics of flying an airplane, no matter how fancy it gets, it still comes water. You shake it back down. You come down to those basics. They do not change. And I'm trying to tell you, Acts 2.38 is not going to change. One God is not going to change. People change, but that doesn't change. People throw away the landmark. Really, they're just throwing themselves away. Throwing themselves overboard. But the church keeps on keeping on. And the church moves from one place to another as God directs it and leads it. And he moves it on the principles. The first principles of the doctrine of Jesus Christ. Not going to change. And everybody said amen. If Jesus doesn't return in the next 25 years, then my faith is that there will still be a church right here. And the people will still believe the same thing. And that they will still look the same. And they'll still worship the same. And they'll continue to grow in grace and knowledge within the ancient landmark boundaries. And we will not remove them. And everybody said, praise the Lord. Somebody said, well, somebody left. Well, you know what? That's why one reason we're going to keep on trucking on so they'll have something to come back to. Amen. Hallelujah.
Thank you, Jesus. And don't get happy and go invite every backslider church because some of them I don't want back. Let them go somewhere else that teaches the truth. I'll recommend them to there. They need a fresh, clean start somewhere. You know what I'm saying? Everybody said hallelujah. Everybody said praise the Lord. Amen. We, I've got to protect you, and I plan to do that by the grace of God. And everybody said hallelujah. Let's lift our hearts with our hands. Let us worship him for a moment here more. Spirit and in truth. I love you, Jesus. I praise you, Lord. I need your glory. You deserve the glory and the honor. So we lift our hands in worship. Yes, we do. As we lift your holy name, you deserve the glory and the honor. So we lift our hands in worship. As we lift your holy name, for you are great. Yes, He is. You do miracles of He is great. He is holy. him tonight whatever your problem is whatever you're wrestling with just the fact that you know you're lost look to him look unto me he said all the ends of the earth everybody everywhere to look unto him and him alone oh there is none else there is no other he alone is God and great and mighty Mighty and holy. Let God talk to your heart. He has a good life plan for you. Good marriage, good home. Holy Ghost security. Come on now. Ever changing landscape out there. People are lost, don't know where they're at. 
are changing more rapidly every day. The ancient landmark is still there. Ancient of days is still there. Look unto him. Look unto him. Look unto him. Keep me from foolishness. Keep me from bad decisions. Keep me from my flesh. Keep me long. Immaturity, silliness. Help me, Lord, to look to you, Lord. Pay respect to the ancient landmarks. What men and women down through the ages have stood for, bled for, and died for. Oh, yes. 